Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. Hello, welcome in everyone. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Sell Better Daily Sales Show. We are so glad that you're here. While everybody is settling in, just a couple things that I want to share with you. If you could change your chat settings, the blue bubble on your chat settings will say everyone so that everyone can see. Let us know where you're tuning in from. <laughs> Tyler with the whiteboard making it happen. Deanna's here. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm so excited. Hi, Kiana. Thanks for joining us. Welcome. Welcome, Kiana. Guest of the day. Uh, you didn't even know. Honorary guest of the day. Um, we are here every single day doing a show. If you want to check out the schedule, you can scan the QR code on your screen or head to sellbetter.xyz. Huge shout out to our fabulous sponsor partners. Couldn't do the show without them. So big shout out to Apollo and Vidyard. You'll hear from Tyler at Vidyard today. But if you are looking, you haven't used Apollo yet, you're looking for some data, we're throwing a link in the chat for you. You can get a free license to Apollo. If you are a leader or on a team and you want a discount, send me a message and I will hook you up with our discount code there too. But today, we're talking about cold prospecting. And I have two phenomenal guests here with me, Tyler from Vidyard, Melissa from Deal. They are all about video. And if you haven't seen their videos, you're going to get a little bit of taste of that today, but you got to check out their profiles. I'll send those for you in a minute. We are going to be talking about video prospecting today. Like what's changed? What's new? Is there anything new? Is it still working? Um, and then the top three tips from both of these fabulous creators. Is that a, can we say creator? Is that a the creator? I feel like that's a, uh-oh, we lost Tyler. So while we're waiting for him to jump back in, I'm going to launch a poll to see who is in the room. Let us know so that we can tailor today's content to you. Melissa, there he is. Thanks for being here. Of course. There we go. You're all good, Tyler. Back in action. Um, so I want to just quickly ask you guys, both of you, what um, I, I've heard kind of conflicting information. Is video still working for you? Loaded question. Maybe you're biased. I don't know. Do Let me know. No? Do people Do say no to that? My goodness. <laughs> good thing we're here. Good thing you are here. People, I, word on the street. Give us just like your top take on video prospecting right now. Okay, I'll chime in here first with a, uh, it is absolutely continuing to be super successful for tons and tons of reps. Uh, we are continuing to see folks using it to stand out while prospecting, um, to earn attention. I know some people are like, oh, I feel like my prospects are like all getting videos from other people. And that's still not the case. Um, so it still has absolutely uh, been a powerhouse for for our base. And, you know, what I'm also finding, though, is like the like skill set, it continues to level up. Right. I and mean, that's what we're here to talk about is like, the, you know, the best video prospectors are getting better and better. The bar keeps going up. Uh, and so like, we're here to make sure that you continue to be at that, uh, top, top 10% of video prospectors. But Melissa, you're out there grinding in the field. What are you seeing? 
I mean, I can't imagine not leveraging video in my day-to-day, whether that is cold, outbound, or deal progression, or even things internally, um, being fully remote, working from home, all of that. Video is so powerful. I, I truly can't imagine. I don't even know if I would be, if I would have gotten to AE if I didn't start video prospecting, to be, to be very honest. I love that. With that comment, I want to share the results of who's in the room here. So um, really like thinking about your own journey. I know both of you have been impacted so dramatically by video. And I think like uh, both of you have said it, like everyone's not doing it. Not like you're not seeing it. I'm not seeing it flood my inboxes. Maybe because you're both um, attached to video content, do you get a ton of inbound video? Yeah. No. I mean, believe it or not, I don't. And I should. Like all of you out there who want to prospect me, hit me up with a video message, please. But like even I don't get a ton of it. And I think a lot of sellers still feel like making and sending a video is it's 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 time consuming. It's too hard. There's a lot of excuses, right? There's a lot of excuses to why I shouldn't make a video. Um, without focusing on all the reasons why and how it can help you truly like stand out, just particularly with your key prospects. So, you know, I still think it is used very sparingly. I know for a fact that, you know, pretty much everybody that we're prospecting is not getting a consistent set of videos in their inbox. And you can use it in so many diverse ways as well, which we'll talk about, which I think is a really important thing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm still finding that very much myself. I assume you're the same, Melissa. I, I actually get a decent amount, um, but it's more primarily not necessarily someone trying to sell me anything because I'm an AE at deal. Usually it is to walk me through what it is that they're currently doing, something mm-hmm. to put on my radar, or it's more community driven. Like, hey, Melissa, saw that you posted this. I was curious why you think sometimes it's easier to uh, make that first touch in email rather than a, rather than using a video. So that's just a brief example. I just watched that video yesterday of someone saying that. Um, so it, it's also the sense of community reaching out. I now get to know that person and I feel connected to them. And I'm not watching it, judging them or nitpicking the video that they've sent to me. I'm hyped that they even sent a video um, or it might be uncomfortable for them, but it's it's pretty brave to send someone like myself, if I could put myself in that bucket of someone that loves to video prospect, to send someone a video the first time you're making it, like that's scary. So I love to see it. It's exciting when I see it. I learn something every time I see a new video from someone. And if they're open to feedback, I'll provide feedback if they would like that. Um, But just the act of recording, sending, and getting to know people on LinkedIn through video is very, very powerful. Okay, so there's a few people who have mentioned in the comment section here that they wouldn't um, open a cold video. I know this is like detouring, but I want to just take a hot minute and say, do you have like tips for when it should go in a sequence? Where or like, is it LinkedIn? Is it where do you guys put it? When does it go? Just like a quick, quick take. Melissa? I mean, LinkedIn's my favorite. If I could send a raw clip over LinkedIn. I think that's great. You have to be connected with them. 
If you're not connected with them, if it's an email sequence, definitely leverage a video platform for those things. Um, but I think that either LinkedIn or within later in your sequence is the best time to send it. Or if you're doing a deal progression, you can always send a video once you've you know started communicating with that buyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I would agree if you've connected with somebody on LinkedIn, like get them a quick little video introducing yourself, making yourself familiar uh, with them. Like that's the, that's the point of that. It's to create that familiarity, that camaraderie, showing them you're a real person willing to put yourself out there. Um, when it comes to the email sequences, uh, we've worked with I mean, countless sales teams doing this now. And, and I find that consistently the um, highest performance is when video messages are included somewhere between, let's call it day three to 10 of a sequence. Mm-hmm. So most people won't include a video message in their very first email um, because of, you know, there there's, you know, spam issues. If you get caught by that, if it even bounces back, you're like, I took the time to make that video and that it was not even a relevant email or those sorts of things, right? So you start your sequence with a, a regular text-based email, do the triple touch, make the call, do the LinkedIn connect, and then either your second or third email in the sequence is where we see people leveraging video most effectively. Um, and to the point of, will people be willing to like watch a video in a cold email? And there's always people who won't, right? Like so some people in the chat saying, I would never watch it. There's some people who won't. There's also people who won't answer the phone. And there's also some people who won't even look at it at a regular email. Um, but there absolutely are folks who will. And one of those keys is ensuring that the video is genuinely personalized to them. Mm. And, you know, this makes such a huge difference because what it does for the person on the other side, especially if they see a thumbnail image in the email for the video that is personalized to them. Um, their expectation of value goes way up. And much like you were saying, Melissa, it immediately goes through your mind of like, this person took the time to make me a video. They put themselves out there. They were confident enough to do it. So my expectation of value is much greater. But there's also this like law of reciprocity that kicks in that says, if they were willing to put that time and energy into making that for me, I should put the time and energy into the equivalent amount uh, into engaging with it right? Which is the same thing we do when we see a templated email. We like psychologically, we go, they spent exactly 0.6 seconds copying and pasting this. So I'll spend, actually, I'm already done. I'm off, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's, yeah. <laughs> um, so I know, Melissa, I want to jump in and you had a three-step kind of framework that you follow when you're when you're looking to go build a video, right? Mm-hmm. Um, can I share that? And then we can all talk through this because I think it's really similar. Um, let me pull my screen up. You want to just talk us through kind of the framework here and then we can go back. Yeah, I would. Um, okay. So exactly what Tyler was saying before that personalization piece and the videos that I don't open or that after the first five seconds I exit out of are those really bad automated, fake, not real videos, or it's just so generic that I know this person just copied and pasted a video link and now it's sent to me. So when I get those videos, the feelings that I now get from that is annoyed. Okay, they tried to waste some of my time. They sent me a five-minute basic video that doesn't talk about me or or my or my company or what I'm trying to solve for 
it's just kind of a waste of time only talking about them. If I wanted to learn about your product, then I could have just Googled it on YouTube and watched a regular video if I wanted that. So three steps is, and to stand out, to really get someone to watch your video and to learn something from it, is you have to identify the triggers and the reasons for reaching out. Same thing if you're sending a cold email to someone. You want to make sure that you're identifying the reasons why, maybe three reasons why you should be reaching out. Triggers could be anywhere from maybe you're looking for um, an increase or spike in web traffic. That's a trigger that you've identified. Maybe it's you've noticed that they've expanded from one location to another or they acquired another company. Whatever those triggers are or those red flags that say, hey, this company is experiencing something that I can solve for, that's what you're looking for. So identifying those triggers, that's your research piece. Now you're writing a script, talking to that prospect about the triggers that you've identified and why you believe they're experiencing a specific type of pain. Then you go into how you can help. But notice that the big piece of that, the very beginning, I'd say if you're sending a 60-second video, 48 seconds, 50 seconds are about them. Nothing is about you. Nobody cares about Melissa that lives in Tampa who's just popping in to say hello. Nobody cares about that. It's always about them. Um, so those are some of my steps, some frameworks for you. I know we w removed the the screen there, but I, I hope that that answered all the questions. Yeah, um, I like that. And then Tyler, like in our conversation, I think this pairs really nicely. Like, you know, you're going through all this process, Melissa. It takes time. It takes effort. This is something that we were chatting about. Give us your thoughts and feelings on how many people should I be sending video messages to on a regular basis. So was that for me or Melissa? Yeah, Tyler. Okay. Um, before I do that, would you mind if I just piled on to her last? Because I love, I love, love, love <laughs> what you just said, Melissa, about this key of like, this is, this is really strategic for any outreach is like understanding the, you know, the observation, the trigger, not just why am I reaching out, but why am I reaching out now? Like, I, I think that's such an important thing for all of us. And it should, it should drive how we reach out in email and, and our phone. But what I want to add on to that, um, that really shines with video is when you're using a trigger to then say, okay, I'm going to reach out and I'm going to use a video. The power in using a video in that situation is to do something, it's a really simple phrase, show what you know, show what you know. Okay. So the idea here is what you talked about there, Melissa, of like this trigger, right? It's like they're hiring new people. Um, they, this happened or this happened. I saw this. There are loads of opportunities where you can now use a video to show it rather than just tell it. And that's really, really powerful because you can write an email saying like, Hey, I noticed you're hiring, blah, 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 blah. blah. And they're like, yeah, you and everybody else. But if you make a video where you're on their website with those job postings up behind you, right? A screen share plus your camera. And you're like, I was on your website and I noticed you're hiring for these three new roles. The reason I'm reaching out is ABC. That's way more powerful because when they see it, they know for a fact that you've done your homework. You've proven it to them, right? And their expectation of value goes up. And that's the real difference with video. And now I'll like parlay that into the quality over quantity. I think quality versus quantity. I think quality is so, so important here, right? This isn't about just the same video being spray and prayed to everybody. 
This is like that kind of content. Like, I know this about you. I've seen it. I did my research. I want to show you what I know. And I want to help you clearly understand how it is that I can help. Right. And it's like no more complicated than that. But that kind of quality approach of tying it into really personalized outreach is where you win with video. It's not about sending 100 videos a day. It's about understanding who are those key prospects that you believe you have a meaningful shot at helping and taking the time to engage with them in a more meaningful way. And like, it's, it's, it's like magic, right? Yeah. So. Great. I still, so I've seen, excuse me, a few people in the chat and like both of you both talking about these qualifiers. Is there something that you're looking for? before you're going to take the time to do the extra research and engage? Like, what are those qualifiers that you're putting for yourself or for your team where you're like, they have to open my emails or they have to have intent data? Like, talk to us about what are some of the things you personally are looking for, Melissa? Yeah. Um, Okay. So there's a couple of things here because first you're going to identify at the account level is this an account that I should be putting a lot of effort into? You're always going to uh, sort out your accounts, tier your accounts, know the ones. And for me personally, video is for your top tier. Mm-hmm. It is you know, designed for it. So once you've identified the accounts that you're going to target, now you're trying to identify the people, right? Who really cares about the problems that I've identified? Who will care about the triggers that I saw, the increase in hiring, the increase in your web traffic? How does that now impact that persona? Then you're going to go even deeper into it to identify who is the person that I think is going to actually make a change or advocate for this. So if you see something on their profile that they've done, you know, X, Y, Z, something in the past, they show that they have, you know, done some sort of initiative in the past. You're looking for a change maker. Once you've figured out, okay, you know, maybe I have about three people at this company that I think are strong. Now let me figure out which one's going to be the easiest for me to get a hold of. So you start to identify their channel of choice. Is it LinkedIn? Is it email? Is it phone calls? You know, if they do, they pick up the phone because maybe that's your fastest way to book that meeting. But you're testing to see what channel you need to leverage to get that video in front of that prospect because you know that they're going to make a change. They've done it before. And you know that they're going to care about the triggers that you've identified and the pain that you're trying to solve for. And when you put that all together, that person really feels that you kind of understand them and you almost like crack the code. You figured them out. Anything to add on that, Tyler? No, it's the big plus one. You know, it's like big old focus plus on your big, big old plus one. Yeah. Focus on the, the accounts and the leads that, you know, are your greatest opportunity to convert. Um, and the one other thing I saw people mentioning earlier in the chat as uh, sort of an, an additional thing to to think about is using videos for those who are what I like to say showing signs of life, right? So it's like if you see that somebody has opened your email or somebody downloaded a piece of content or they submit the form somewhere, they took some action that shows engagement. That's a perfect time to go, boom! Like that person's getting a video from me right now. I'm going to strike mm-hmm. while the iron is hot because I know they're engaging. And I know I feel very confident this video video isn't going to go to waste. I'm going to spend you know five minutes making a one minute video, and I have a high you know expectation they're going to engage because they're showing these signs of life. And so I think when you pair those up and you go these key people, then you add on any sort of signs of life. Boom! Like that's immediately a video to create that connection. 
Right. So the change makers, Melissa, that's like such a great way to say it. We're finding the change makers in the accounts that are have a likelihood to buy from us. And we're pairing it with people who are looking at our content, reading our stuff. They're showing signs of life. Here's where our magic happens. I want to get into our top tips from each of you. And I'm thinking there will be a great back and forth here. But I want to remind everyone, if you have questions, if you could stick them into the Q&A section at the bottom of your Zoom, there's a little bubble that says Q&A. If you see other questions you want to hear answered, you can thumbs up to upvote other people's questions and we will answer in order right after we get through our top three here. So Tyler, kick us off here. Top three things. Um, when I asked you previously to succeed in video prospecting, give us a little rundown here. Okay, the first one here is um, another way to frame this is use video for what it's great at, right? This isn't just like a different way to just like read what you would normally write in email. So what is video really good at? And I have something called the three E's. Number one is video is more, look at this, beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So video is more educational than static content because we have the ability to show rather than just tell. Right. We can show something on our screen while our face is on in the corner. We could, you know, use a prop like this. We could draw a little diagram, whatever it is. So use it to deliver a more educational message. Help them learn quickly using the support of visuals. Secondly, is engaging, right? It has the ability to be much more engaging than a typical email. You can use your body language, your tonality. Again, you can use storytelling, all of these things that can come through in a video really, really well. And finally, empathy is all about our ability to connect as real people, as a peer, as a human, as somebody who genuinely wants to help. And that's so hard to get to come through in text-based emails, right? You can like rewrite it all you want to like sound exactly the way you want, but nothing compares to them hearing it straight from you, straight from your voice, feeling your energy and whatnot. So that's my first tip is that use video to bring those things to life. Your video message should be one or multiple of those more educational, engaging, or empathetic than your regular emails. And if it is, then you're going to have a much better chance of them paying attention, wanting to respond, and ultimately um, engaging in a conversation. Beautiful. I think like, yeah, let's just keep rolling and then we can chat. Okay. Number two, I touched on this already. Show what you know. Um, again, using the visual power of video, this is a great way to both attention hack when somebody sees a thumbnail image with something they recognize, when they click play and they immediately realize, to Melissa's point earlier, it's about them, not you. We're using visuals to do that. Question was asked earlier, like, how can I show information about my prospect if I don't know much about them? Well, there is simple hacks like their LinkedIn profile. I could bring that up on my screen and say, hey, I was on your LinkedIn profile and I noticed ABC, right? Immediately, it's about them. You're showing that you did take the time to do the research. Maybe it's their company's website, right? Maybe it's their something on their social media profile. Whatever it is that gives you a starting point, that can really work. And then finally, perhaps most importantly, is you put that time into making that video, get them to click play. It's an obvious one. But when you're sending it via, um, especially via an email, via cold email, right? As, we, as we've heard in the chat, we, we expect they're going to be suspicious of a video, of a link. And we want to maximize our chance that they're going to click uh, play. And so I want you to remember that the one job that your email has that's delivering the video, the one job it has, maybe tell me in the chat, what do you all think? What is the one job that that email has 
the text, the subject line, the call to action. It's got one job to do, and it's not to book a meeting. I'm going to see if anybody says to book the meeting. It, yep, get their attention and get them to click play. If a video is in there, the job of the entire email is to create the curiosity to get them to click play. If you can get them to click play, they're going to spend 60 seconds with you. They're going to get to know you. They're going to get to hear you. They're going to trust you. And you have a much better chance of them responding. So everything in your email should center around getting them to click play. At the end of your video is when you have your stronger ask. Hey, I'd love to schedule some time or wanted to know if this was if this was of interest. So there's a few hacks for that that we can talk about, but that to me is the final tip. Always have that in your mind is everything about the email, trying to create curiosity to click play. I love it. Beautiful. Great three tips. Melissa, you want to add anything? You want to share your three tips? Up to you. I thought that was that was fantastic. I think you covered it all beautifully. I'll share mine. Let's do it. Oh, yes. I, I remember when we spoke about this. Okay. <laughs> Number one is to leverage a teleprompter. Um, as a previous on-air news reporter, I always read off of teleprompters. You should too. It just makes your life so much easier. Um, you could do it in one take and it's less pressure on you to have to remember all of these things. And often if you're not following a script or in a teleprompter with it, you're going to ramble. You're just going to keep it going for way too long, straying from the point. Would you write an email just as quick as you can and press send without reading it over? Like, no. So leverage a teleprompter. It will make your life a lot easier. Now, using a script. Scripts are critical um, because it not only is going to help you tailor your message to be very concise and clear, but what it is that you have to say is the most important thing. You know, being on camera is great. You know, making that connection is great. Showing them the face to the name is great. But if you're not saying something great and compelling, then you're not going to be able to progress this deal or, you know, move the needle on this. So having a script, I post a lot on LinkedIn. I post outbound scripts where I have four questions. You answer those four questions that are going to prompt you to think about that. And there's your outbound script. I do ones and for everything, whether it's a pricing proposal, what's the script framework for that? Or maybe it is a debt opportunity. What's the script framework for that? So just writing those things out and then just replicating it over and over again is going to be a lot easier. And then anytime you have a dead up, you know exactly what you're going to say because you've done it before. You've answered those four questions before. You just have to do it again. So that will also make it easier for you to scale and to keep going after your top tier accounts because now you've practiced, you're used to it. It's worked in the past. Um, so definitely check out some of those. I post a lot of different scripts all throughout the sales cycle, including the beginning. And of course, in order to write that script that you're going to read off of that teleprompter, your research has to be on point. So you're finding those triggers, exactly what Tyler's saying, showing what you know. The purpose of video is to walk your prospect through a visual story of the pain or the problems that you're trying to solve them. You're walking them through this. They're going to feel something. In news reporting, we call it invoking emotion because when somebody watches something, they're going to have some sort of feeling. And if your research isn't good, if your script 
isn't good. And if you're just rambling, then they're going to watch that video and they're probably going to be annoyed by it. And that is not the emotion that you want to evoke. You want to evoke the, wow, I do need to make a change. I need to learn more about this sort of emotion um, rather than <laughs> Tyler, anything to add? I love, I mean, like six awesome tips right here. No, this was great. And it like, it, it built on, you know, like a lot of the things that I think about is like how to, you know, create this great message, but then like how to prep to deliver it properly. 100%, like don't wing it, right? Like being authentic on video doesn't mean freestyling folks. Let's just be clear on that. Uh, so the more prepared you are, often the more authentic you can be. It's a bit of a, uh, paradox. I don't know. It's whatever it is, but yeah, being more prepared allows you to be more confident, more authentic on camera. And so get that script, get that teleprompter. And by the time you've done the same video multiple times, eventually you're going to, you're going to totally ditch the teleprompter because you, you remembered it just like your call scripts and everything, and you're doing it more naturally, but love it. I had a mentor who used to say, make your ad lib lines well rehearsed. So even the things that you want to sound like natural things that you want to sound uh, like you still have to decide what you're going to say. So you can say it eloquently and with, you know, conviction. Um, any last minute questions, go ahead and stick them in the Q&A. Let's start rolling through some of these. Um, Carrie asks, is video good for all personas or some better than others? She reaches out to finance team, CFO, controllers, VP of finance. Talk to us about it. Melissa's 100% yes. Yeah, because that's I target CFOs. Um, I've also targeted v VPs of sales is fun, but they are the toughest on your video. You really have to make sure it's a good video if you're gonna send it to someone in sales, send it to HR, send it to customer success. Um, those are at least all the ones that I've personally had great success with. CISOs, you tell me, Tyler, what do you think about security? Because that one I haven't dabbled too much into. I just haven't sold to that persona in a long time. That was before my video selling kicked in. But what are your thoughts on personas? I mean, selling to CISOs generally is, tough. <laughs> um, but so I, I would agree. And, um, you know, what I would suggest is um, you, you want to be thoughtful about who your audience is. And in some cases, you want to adapt to the style of what your audience is, right? Like, again, you don't want to, you know, cater to cliches, but the typical persona of a CISO is very different from the typical persona of a, you know, a content marketer, if that's who you're targeting versus, you know, an HR leader. And so I like to think about that ahead of time and say, I might adapt my style a little bit to who is on the other end of it. And if I'm sending a video to a CISO, there's a lot of things that I, like, I'm going to be like, okay, they're like, time is their greatest like resource. Like they are not going to watch for more than like 30, 40 seconds. Um, they want spe specificity. They don't want a lot of hand waving and mumbo jumbo, right? They want confidence that you know what you're talking about. They hate being sold to by people who don't understand their industry because they're in a very mm -hmm. space. So it's all these things you want to think about and go like, okay, can I adapt my message a little bit to that individual or that type of persona and make sure I'm going to maximize sort of the resonance for that. Um, so think about it, right? Again, uh, but, but at the end of the day, like the commonality across all of them is they're humans, they're people. And so, you know, being able to clearly deliver a message, make them smile, like all those things, yeah, all, all personas, it can absolutely work. No question. Yeah. CISOs is just also like just deliverability rates. They absolutely are the hardest ones, the ones that are going to be the hardest one to actually click a link or something. 
LinkedIn might be a little bit easier there rather than just a link. But again, if you have a strong thumbnail too, a thumbnail is powerful as well. They know it's not spammy because it's, you know, yeah. well, hopefully they know it's not spammy, but <laughs> depends on thumbnail. Um, so I'm seeing Chris, Lindsay, like a couple people asking, what would you suggest the body of your email or LinkedIn message say? Lindsay asked about subject lines. Do you have go-to either like call to actions to get people to click email versus LinkedIn to play your video? Is there any recommendations either of you have? Sure, I can uh, jump in because my third tip was to get them to click play. So it's fair that you all are asking like, how do you do that? Um, so the way I think about it, there's, um, well, there's four sort of um, parts of your, when, you, when sending via email, I'm going to talk about when sending it via email. Um, there's four parts to your message that you have control over to maximize their chance of watching. Number one, of course, is the subject line. And you can stick with your tried and true subject lines. But having a video also gives you the opportunity to play with that a little bit, to do something a little bit different that stands out. You might want to include like made you this video in the subject line somehow. You can do that. Um, but what I typically like to do is make sure that the subject line is very clearly focused on that trigger or that observation that you're going to be talking about in the video. Right. So again, for me, if the trigger was, you know, you're hiring a certain number of people, I can help, then my subject line would probably be something about, you know, your your hiring plan, right? Like simple, direct, create the curiosity to click in. The second thing is the intro copy before the thumbnail image for your video. You don't want to just put a video and expect they're going to watch. So you want to have probably two sentences of introduction. Keep it quick, but you need to create that curiosity and that interest. So that first sentence is typically going to be something along the lines of, of calling out the observation. You know, hey, Tyler Vidyard here, or not even that, right? Hey, Leslie, notice that you're hiring ABC. The second sentence is then your um, your curiosity builder to click play, right? So you start with the observation and then it's, you know, given that I made you this quick 52 second video to clearly show you how ABC or to explain why or whatever it is. Then you've got the thumbnail image. That thumbnail image, again, is a great opportunity to maximize click-throughs. The more it's personalized to them, the better. So if it's a thumbnail image with something about them on the screen behind you, Again, maybe you've got a whiteboard and you write their name. That's a little bit cringy, I admit it, but that can work as well. And then the last thing, and like Leslie, Melissa, this is actually the most important, is the sentence after the thumbnail image. I will bet you that most of you today, that last sentence says something like, if this is of interest, I'd love to book 15 minutes. Here's a link to my calendar. Stroke that because your job is to get them to click the play button, right? And if they see that ask for time, they probably aren't even going to click play. I know I don't. So that last sentence should say something like this. Get ready to write it down. Just say something like, does the problem I showed in the video resonate with you? Or are you experiencing the issue I talked about in the video? Right? So something that makes them go, what are they, what are they talking about in the video? I better click play and find out, right? Oh my gosh, my world might end if I don't watch this video. So those are the things you can do to like maximize your chance of getting them to click play from an email from my experience. Yeah. Melissa, I know Tyler took it from the email perspective. Anything that you would do different in the LinkedIn perspective when it's just like showing up in their inbox? Yeah. Uh, the email is perfect. Couldn't agree more. Gorgeous. Love it. Um, LinkedIn. LinkedIn is just also more fun. 
um, personally, I think. When you're sending a video to someone on LinkedIn first, I like to make sure I'm connected with them. So that way it comes in a little bit clearer, you know, things like that. Do like prefer to send a raw clip if I can. If I can't, that's okay. Um, very short to the point. You could do it in a few ways. The first is you could either, you know, do a regular reach out, how you normally reach out to a prospect and then ask if they're experiencing a specific pain and if you can share a one pager, a resource or a video, or just see if they're interested in learning more information that you can then provide for them. That's more if you're going the route of trying to find engagement, casting a little bit more of a wider net to see who would be open to actually learning more from you. That's a more reactive creating a video for that rather than in the beginning when we spoke a lot about being very targeted and who you're reaching out to. But LinkedIn, it's small, it's little, it's it's concise. Um, truthfully, I want my thumbnail to do the majority of the talking for me. So my thumbnails are very edited with a lot of different things going on, very youtube like things that I share on LinkedIn. I have a couple of videos on how I do that. Um, so I want the, the thumbnail to really speak volumes. And I'll say like, hey, John, here's a, an always the time commitment. Tyler said it before in the email, always list the time commitment. And if it's in seconds, that's better than two minutes. You can say 90 seconds, way better than saying two minutes. Putting that time commitment in there and then letting the thumbnail do the talking, that makes them want to click it. If you are able to send it in a raw clip, that means that they can stay in their channel of choice. They don't have to leave LinkedIn. Of course, if you want to be able to track that, then you need to leverage a video platform for it because it's also hard when you do a raw clip because you, you can't really track to see if they watch it. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Well, um, we're going to this next question. I am just curious to see from the room who's already using video prospecting in your cold outbound efforts. Let us know. But while that's running, um, Tim asked, you know, I, and I think this is a lot of people. I'm seeing it a, a few times pop up and I hear it a lot. What advice can you give people who aren't super comfortable on camera? Practice anything they can do to improve. Do you guys have any tips on that confidence piece in front of the camera? Yes, I can I can start with it. Um, a little hard for me to relate just because I've always been very easy on camera. It's just always been very like flowy for me. But where I found when I help a lot of other people through it is that knowledge is confidence. So if you really believe in what it is that you have to say to this prospect and you have done your research, that knowledge is going to show in your confidence because what you have to say is so important that it's going to help this person. And as long as you believe that and believe in your messaging, it's going to show on video. So confidence for me goes all the way back to knowledge and how confident you are in your video is really how knowledgeable you are about that company, that prospect, the triggers you've identified, all of that. And if you're using a teleprompter, you're just reading. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that answer so much. Um, you're spot on because, like, when I think about my own journey in doing video, like, I mean, I was terrible, like everybody, when you start and you do your first few. And, you know, it's a combination of just like, you know, practice, practice, right? You're building the reps, 
but you're right. Like as I went through it, it was, you know, a lot of it came to the the confidence behind um the the kind of approach I was taking, the knowledge of of who I was reaching out to, the knowledge of the the message even that I wanted to deliver, right? And like all of those things like pair up together as being really, really important. I just I love that. It's such a such a great perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see what I it gets easier with practice too, I think. Like for me, my first one was the hardest, like because prospecting versus like just having a camera up, you're on Zoom all day, right? A lot, or a lot of us are on video meetings, but it is different when you're sending a message to someone. But I think like send it internally, send one to your mom, send one to your friend, see what happens just so like you get comfortable with it. If there's a, yeah, there's that blocker there. Well, on that thread too, this, uh, I've, I've learned this uh, the hard way. The, Old prospecting video is actually the hardest video to make of like any videos you're going to make in the sales process. The cold outbound video is actually the most stressful, right? Because you're trying to like perfect your message and you're, you know, it feels kind of weird because you don't know the person yet. And it's actually the hardest video to make. And when you can crack, when you can crack that one, you're good to go. But if you aren't yet doing much video, I actually encourage you to like, yeah, think about those other points where you can use video that it does feel a little bit easier, a little bit more natural. Like if you uh, if you are an SDR, BDR, and you're not yet using video, when you get a response from somebody, right? Somebody's like, hey, yeah, this sounds interesting. That's a great time for you to respond now with a with video, right? And you can be very natural. You can be like, hey, thank you so much for the response. You know, I'm really excited to uh, to meet with you. I've included, you know, a link to my calendar below so we can schedule a time. Um, you know, really looking forward to it. Thanks, right? Like now you're just communicating normally to another human and that can feel a lot easier and make you feel a little bit more comfortable. And if you do some more of that, and to your point, Leslie, like other things like internally, like send videos to your colleagues um, or whatever it happens to be, all those other uh, video messages will make you a lot more confident in the outbound ones that you do. Do either of you have handy like a copy or a, an example of a video that you um, did that we can grab a link to? Or is there one on your on your page, like to a prospect. And we've got a couple uh, questions about that. I threw a few. Um, it's actually Amazon Prime Day. I mean, if you have access to Amazon Prime, there's probably a good teleprompter deal on there. I have one for my cell phone, like a little one, and I have a big one for my iPad. Um, and I put the links to those in the chat here. But Vidyard has one built in that you type in advance and it pulls it up on the screen for you which is phenomenal. There you go. I just dropped a link into the chat. So um, uh, the Vidyard website, uh, these are also built into the product as well, but we have a library of video templates and inspiration resources. So there's like dozens of different examples from different people, uh, both for prospecting and other steps in the sales process. So each one has like a reference example. It has a sample script um, as well as some like tips for how long the video should be. So, so feel free to take a look there, folks. There's lots of different ideas. And then to your point, if you're like, Hey, this script really works, you can just like import it into the teleprompter, customize it and go, um, but use it as inspiration, right? Not as like thou shalt do this, but it should give you some good examples of different types of videos people are doing out there. Yeah. And, um, I also saw a couple requests for this on demand. You'll get it emailed to your inbox. Typically within 24 hours, you can always check out all of our demand on-demand um, recordings at sellbetter.xyz. I want to ask you one more question, but um, I also want to put 
links to both of your LinkedIn profiles here in the chat. So you can go follow them, look at their content, see all of the extra video information that's on there. But I think I feel like a lot of our time here was spent on prospecting. Um, what's your very favorite part of the sales cycle to use video in? Not just prospecting, anything in the sales cycle. When is like your favorite spot to use video, Melissa? I love to send videos for proposals. If I know that my champion is going to take this pricing proposal, whatever it may be, and send it to their leadership team, or if I'm competing against my competitors and Often when you're competing against competitors and it goes up to the C-suite, they're like, all right, let's just look at the numbers first. First thing that they look at, right? Well, instead of just sending them the numbers, I know the CEO is going to see it. So my favorite is I create a proposal. I start off that proposal. I say, these are the three things we're going to talk about in the next minute to two minutes, whatever the time is that I plan on utilizing. Very, very to the point, what you need to know. Uh, anything special about this proposal, anything that I want to point out, all things that I write out a script for, it's all on LinkedIn there. Um, but I have found that having that video with my proposal that a CEO or C-suite can watch two minutes and now know everything about deal, they feel more confident in going with us. So huge win, a lot of wins by sending videos with my proposals. And Tyler? Oh, so good. So good. Um, so my second favorite, because my favorite is also the proposing video. My second favorite then is um, those moments where your prospect, your potential buyer um, doesn't have clarity over something, right? Like they're asking a question and it's clear that, you know, they're like, I'm not sure how this really works or can you explain the pricing a little bit better or, you know, how might we leverage this? And there are those moments where we have that like, okay, I can either like type it out as an email, or I could send some off-the-shelf documentation that's not really tailored, or I could book a Zoom meeting for like next Thursday when we can find time in the calendar to like walk through it. And you go like, that is the perfect moment to instead go, you know what? I'm going to hit record. I'm going to share my screen or whatever it is. I'm going to record a video walking through the answer to that so I can deliver it very clearly. I can show visually what I need to show, but I'm not going to wait to like schedule a time because it's, that's not efficient for either of us and it can actually delay your deal. So find those moments where you're like, I need to keep moving them forward. They need answers to these three or four questions. They need to see this. Perfect time. Hit record, share your screen, walk through it, send it over. And often that'll just like keep your deal moving forward. And you're, again, your buyers will appreciate it. Your buyers do not want another Zoom meeting in the calendar with you. There's the one thing they do not want, right? Um, I'm sorry, salespeople, but they don't. And so the more you can do that and show up as yourself and explain things, but do it asynchronously on demand, it's like a it's, it's a whole new ballgame for how you manage your deal cycles. I love it. Yeah. Not just for prospecting, video throughout the whole sales cycle, even though we focus a lot on prospecting today. Thank you both for all of you. As it... <laughs> Well, Adlib. <laughs> thank you all for joining us here today on the Sell Better Daily Sales Show. Uh, as a reminder, this session is being recorded. You can find the link in your inbox following the session. And of course, remember to follow Melissa and Tyler on LinkedIn. The links are in the chat. You're so great. Thank you for... I Apparently, I'm unstable here. My internet connection hates me, but... 
Thank you guys so much again. And I'll see you tomorrow at noon. I'll be here. So uh, thanks again. <laughs>